This is a detail podcast. Finally, the Oktoberfest has come back to your headphones. But before the Digo begins, let Digo ask you a question. Can you smell... What the brewers have been brewing? We can't. Not yet, you jabronis. This week, we are talking about Rocktoberfest and drinking Rocktoberfest beers in November. Hello and welcome to Drink In Geek Out, a show where we drink beer and geek out. I am your host, Dustin the Duke, and alongside me is... This is the Saf, along with some candy ass. <laughs> Keith with his Rock Hard Johnson, and next to me it is... <laughs> Pale with his wannabe Rock Hard Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> you're, the, you're the flaccid Johnson. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Pale, the flaccid Johnson. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh, shit. All right. In today's episode, we're featuring all of our Oktoberfest beers. Uh, I don't remember all of them. Primeval Oktoberfest, Primeval Fest beer, Two Toms Fest beer, Ryan Guy's Franz, which is a Marzen, Chili Water, uh, Mad Anthony Oktoberfest. We might even have time for beer breweries, Marzen that I threw in mm-hmm. a little grab bag. Who knows? This and is a, a Yingling. And a Yingling. We do have a Yingling. I have one Yingling. And Jesus, we are going to get rocked up. <laughs> We may not get to all these beers. We most likely won't <laughs> Disclaimer. get to all these beers. We probably won't. And we're going to be talking about our favorite rock movies, which are not very many of them, but a lot of them contain porno. Uh, before we get... <laughs> Did you? <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I heard Rock Hard Johnson was in this Oh, films. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a, diff- that's a different rock. Yeah, I, 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 oh. may, I may have researched the wrong one for tonight. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's a different rock actor. Oh boy, this is going to be a very weird episode. I may not be prepared. <laughs> yeah, I've not seen the Scorpion Kink. <laughs> uh, I think Fast Five is also the name of a porno, but it's about a very quick hand job. <laughs> oh, you, you get it? Like five, five fingers? <laughs> Oh, what is, is con- this show? Is it a continuous <laughs> Fast Five? <laughs> That's the sequel. Continuous Fast Five. I don't know why anybody listens to us. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. We usually devolve at the end, but this beginning this way. So who knows what's going to happen when we drink all these 12 Oktoberfests? I like unscripted us. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> Oh, shit. All right. Uh, we should probably skip the what have you guys been drinking lately because we got plenty of beers to get to. Uh, so we're drinking Oktoberfest. Yeah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about them later. Yeah, for sure. All right. So we're just going to jump right into this Primeval Oktoberfest. Uh, this is a brewery close to me. Uh, Primeval, big fan. Go there quite often. And during their Oktoberfest party, they have two beers, the Fest beer and the Oktoberfest 
Uh, Keith was able to come down and hang out with us yep. uh, a couple weeks ago, and he uh, had the Oktoberfest, so he'll be able to tell you about that from his check-in. I, well, I didn't. My wife went and grabbed a couple of these beers when I was in Houston for a trip. She grabbed the four-pack of the Oktoberfest and a four-pack of the Fest beer, and I was like, saving it. Let's go. So right now in front of us, we have the Oktoberfest. We might talk about the Fest beer. We might also pull it out and drink it. Who knows? But the Oktoberfest is 5.7% ABV and 23 IBUs. And on the Geek Reference scale, that would be a... I didn't prepare. Number 23. Number 23. The Jim Carrey movie. Oh. 23? The Jim Carrey movie. There you go. And we are a few days removed from Halloween, so that should be fine. Uh, our interpretation of a traditional Marzen style, the Oktoberfest is a richly flavored lager with toasty, bready notes from fine German malts. A clean and smooth fermentation profile from extended lagering makes this a delicious but easy drinking beer to celebrate the turning of the season. Prost. Uh, I will say the last year they had glowing reviews of this one. But they like the Fest beer better, so... Interesting. Yeah, Nate was like, I'm going to rework this recipe. And so this is a brand new recipe from the last year. Even though it was good, he wanted it, they wanted it to be better. He wanted it to be better. Uh, just briefly mention the can. It is a just like a basic sticker where they write in the thing on it. It's not... All their cans look like this, I think. Yeah. Because they just recently started canning. Like, they didn't can during Pandemic... Right. And they just started to, like, in 2021. And so all they have are... got a canning machine recently. Yeah. So it's just a a almost all the way around uh, sticker Mm -hmm. that fits it. And they have the uh, the label Independent Craft on their side, part of the Brewers Association. But then that's just their uh, lovely logo that we talked about on the... uh, One of the... the... Batman, Primeval Batman or something. Yeah. The... uh, One of them. Yeah. That was a really weird episode. (laughs) <laughs> but we did have the very impromptu we didn't have anything planned for that one <laughs> yeah we're like we're just gonna talk about prime evil but and then we're yeah, like it's just a basic sticker there's a hole in it where they write in and they can write in whatever they want um since we are probably gonna get through a bunch of these <laughs> just jump through the stages this smells pretty i would say bready um yeah it's something got like that lager malt or whatever the german style malts yeah uh, it smells like it's going to be, it, it smells like it's going to be creamy. Like if you smell the can or if you're able to waft in the glass, it kind of smells like it's mm-hmm. going to be something like a cream ale or something creamy, um, which is fine with me. Um, it will say it pours, uh, pretty clear. Yeah. I had a pretty thick head on mine, but it mm-hmm. went away and now it's just like a nice little layer. Yeah. I did not pour this properly at all like i dumped it mm-hmm. in there and it did clean up fairly nicely yes. uh and the color of it while we're talking about the, the way that it pours these are probably all going to be a similar color and yeah most likely a few rows down on our list yeah like uh the tanuki suit or crash yeah. bandicoot or link sword because this is the the link here but it's really <laughs> i guess it is that orange yeah i think that works Number 15, Link's Sword. All right. Uh, smell. Done. Taste. Let's go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we are just... Smell it again. 
It's got, it smells familiar. It smells yeah, it does. yeah, literally just trying to jump through this. We have, <laughs> we have plenty of these beers on the docket. Um, it tastes. I, I could taste the the tasty toasty notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit kind of, of bready, toasty roasty, mm-hmm. toasty roasty. Uh, it has that like that lightness of a lager, but also mm-hmm. like the the hardiness of eating bread. I guess if you will. Yeah. Uh, it's like smooth and creamy. Goes down very delightfully. Absolutely. Um, and it still has that um, that that German taste to it. Like the reason why people drink Oktoberfest, yeah. right? Sometimes you don't expect something to be creamy. This is definitely creamier than what I'd expect, but it definitely goes down really well. Very smooth. Anybody have untapped open for this? Or are they looking at other stuff? Checking my email. No, untapped. I got it open here. <laughs> well, I'm I'm gonna check mine in for so we can move. We're primeval Oktoberfest, not yes, fist sir. beer. Okay, the out of let's see, total check-ins, 119 and 96 ratings. It comes to a 3.89 on Untapped. Two friends check this in, and I secret. cannot say, but I can say his mm-hmm. wife's check-in. She enjoyed mm-hmm. it. She gave it a 4.25. She, last oh. year, Sorry. gave it a 4 as well. Like, mm. So she thought it was better. It got better. For mm. the year-to-year thing. So, Good deal. That's good. And Doyle checked her, uh, cheers to her. She's like, why is Doyle cheersing all my beer? <laughs> He's a big fan. Doyle cheers. He's a big fan. <laughs> Doyle, Doyle. Oh, oh Doyle, Doyle. Doyle. <laughs> That's true. I'm not seeing a whole lot of check-ins. Mm-mm. I mean, I mean, I see the check-ins, but I don't really see any words. Uh, John N says, "With the cools, means nothing to me." But he gave it a four and a half, so that's good for you. This one's good. Scott A says, "Best Oktoberfest of the season. The way it slaps my lips makes me think of younger <laughs> days in the old country. I feel like a baby boy." <laughs> <laughs> That's why he gave it a four and a half. Nostalgia, smacking them lips. He he drank beer as a child. Yeah, I don't, he might be German. I don't know. Maybe v- lucky. They put this in their bottles. V- they, they start ru- lucky. <laughs> Andy C said listed as a six point or six percent on brewery board. Well, then make make the edit then. Jesus. <laughs> Caitlin C., one of the, my favorite Oktoberfests of the season. Strong flavor, low malt taste, but that's the way I like it. 3.75. Mm-hmm. I literally thought you were going to read, like, her and Scott teamed up and put, like, the same check-in. <laughs> one of the best Oktoberfests <laughs> <laughs> reminds me of when I was a baby boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be so funny. It'd be hilarious if she, like, copied. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to keep my check-in for this. What did you check it in at? All right. In 2020, I uh, September 13th, 2020, I checked this in at a four. And then in September 19th, 2021, I I kept it the same. I gave it a four. Oh, oh, it didn't improve for dang you. It. No, it was, it was a Marsin. It did its thing for me. It was great. I said another year in. 
and I, you know, checked it in. So, yeah, that's what it is. Like, it doesn't, there wasn't, like, a whole lot of, like, I don't know. I can't remember if there was a whole lot of growth. It did taste good. But, I don't know. I, I guess we've been kind of spoiled with the many different styles of beers that have been coming out. Uh, especially with all of the juicier things. And yes. So, it's... It's depend. It's been on if you're checking in just as an Oktoberfest. Yeah, it, that could be its own ranking, or compared to every other beer and style of beer, if you want right. to, right, rank it that way. I, that is like honestly like a, a real struggle when you're rating mm-hmm. beers. Is it's hard to let go of what you've been drinking lately, uh, and rate it like fairly based on that. This beer is great. It was still a four, but I, I would say that. My palate has been wrecked. I've <laughs> been drinking a lot of uh, many different varieties of IPAs that are out there, and it's, re- it's really tough. All right. So as far as just a basic Oktoberfest goes, I would say your average one is a four. I like them about that much. And uh, this is slightly above that, and I gave it a 4.25. Uh I don't know too much you could approve of on it. It's just a personal preference for this style yeah. of beer that it, it's not going to ever be a five for me unless it's, I don't know what it would have to do to be there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If, I don't even think a Marzen or any type of Oktoberfest could be a five, period. Like, yeah. Maybe if it had like extra flavor, like, I don't know what, like a maple something or uh, yeah. I don't I don't even know what you would add to like do a variant like roasted walnuts or almonds right. or something kind of bring you yeah. to like a holiday like you're drinking a holiday beer now you have yourself with like roasted like candied walnut or candy almonds or like a roasted chestnutty like something like that maybe would bump it up maybe a little bit of extra spice to it not pumpkin right. spice but like extra spice mm-hmm. that would be uh I don't know, just something to give it like a unique flavor. Right now, I think a lot of people, when they when it comes to brewing, that's I don't want to broad like a paint like a, with a broad brush. A lot of generalizations are going with this. There's a lot of people that go above and beyond for IPAs with their milkshakes or their New Englands and all these things. But when it comes to these breweries that want to stick close to home. They they're sticklers for recipes, and they're like, ah, oh, we're gonna make the best possible Oktoberfest the way that it was intended. And a lot of I've seen a lot of like Belgiany breweries or German style breweries do this, where they're like, yeah, we're gonna, this is how we're gonna brew this beer. Mm-hmm. Um, I w- I wish that people would be more experimental. I think I feel like lagers need a better place in this market with more. Uh, like more graphics on the cans to make the the cans more appealing because right now the the lager cans are boring. Yeah, uh, and this includes margins and also some more experimental with flavors. I think that would be like possibly the best. Yeah, thing to kind of boost up the lagers to get more drinkability. For sure, I know a lot of them. They just want to stay stick to the staple, and a lot of them aren't too experimental at the time. Hopefully, those will start to come back. And a lot of places yeah. will start to experiment a lot more, but they want to bring in, you know, people that want their traditional flavors, especially with the lagers. Right. I know in, here in Fort Wayne, that's big key 
for some of the demographics that we have the older people coming in with mm-hmm. just those basic loggers because that's yeah. what they like smack their lips and feel like baby boys but yep, yep. <laughs> sounds good but to you're me. you're right i i love i would love a lot of different variants to this it would be amazing yeah it, it would be great um what did you check this one in at did you say or did i did not um i don't i'm trying to remember back to when i drank it I, it was good it a lot i love oktoberfest but it's hard for mm-hmm. me to rank them like i know what right. saf was saying he's like you know the base is a four because it's good. I like yeah. it, but I don't really taste a whole lot of difference between them all. Sure, some are a little bit breadier, maltier than mm-hmm. others. Um, but like after we drink a lot of these, they're all the same after a while. I think. Right. I know. I think. Yeah, I think I agree with you 100. percent And I think my baseline for a Marzen is like a three and a half. Mm-hmm. It's 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 really not like super up there anyways and this one is just like creamy smooth i think it just definitely helps with um just helps with taking yeah. it down but i do 100 percent agree once you get several of these in me i'm not yeah. even gonna know the difference i, between I think them. the only thing that'll really stand out with a lot of these is some are on the lighter side and then some are more definitely on the maltier side and a lot of people like i, I mean they don't really call it a mars and light but kind of feels that way so either you like the malts or you mm-hmm. don't. And I love amber beer. I love the darker beers in this type of style. Just that maltiness. It's really good. Well, all right. Uh, what do you have in front of you? I have. Keith? I am drinking a Mad Anthony Oktoberfest. Now, speaking of the Mad Anthony Oktoberfest, it comes in at 5.5% ABVs, 22 IBUs, which is unfortunately not really helpful in this time period, the 22 <laughs> Jump Streets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so this Mad Anthony uh, it says a traditional German-style lager, amber in color, slightly sweet with a crisp hop bitterness. This beer is celebrated style of the Munich Oktoberfest, the largest public festival in the world. And I will say, I do love their can art for this. This beer has been out for a long time, mm-hmm. but man, that art, you can see it on Untapped if you got it open. It's a better picture, but that's really cool with the yeah cartoony looking lions with the chest. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, I think I think one of the, the, the key points for Matt Anthony... That makes me like happy to keep going back to them, even though I'm no longer in Fort Wayne. Is their different can styles, their artists that they use to make their like uh, clean, mm-hmm. cartoony logos, like the the Jones and for Java and the Hop one they that a, they have. A, a, a Hop Squatch for a while, but they had to copyright that one out. That yeah. one was pretty cool. But yeah, the uh, the Karma, yeah. I think it's Good Karma IPA. It's got the hop. Yeah. Yeah, Good Karma, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All Mosaic of them just moon. Like, oh, awesome. Yeah, the moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's right. That's, that's that's like the cartoony moon Chomping. character. Yeah. That's the one I was Chomping thinking of, but hops. I couldn't think of it. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely an awesome can. And it's got the, the traditional, of course, the blue and white little squares. Oktoberfest looking style. Um, yeah, this one... I've had multiple times before I remember Mad Anthony because this was some of our first introductions of craft beer in Fort Wayne. But I remember trying this one many, many years ago. 
and it's yeah i feel like i did try it without mm-hmm. untap like i didn't have untap until we started and i'm pretty sure back in like 2008 <laughs> or 2009 or you know yeah it's definitely one of my go-to's when it's at uh shakes and pit and I, when i take a couple people that usually don't drink craft beer and I, it's one of my favorite questions like well what do you recommend i'm like <laughs> sit down here's a five minute lecture <laughs> What kind of styles do you like? So um, I had a lot of people try this one, and they said it's one of their favorites, that they've gone back and picked up four packs and howlers and growlers, and they really love it. Because it's not too heavy. It's not too light either, so it's good in between. Right. The time period helps yeah. with that, too. You're you're in October. Exactly. Oh, yeah, just do it's the Oktoberfest. Try it. You're, you're coming out with me? <laughs> just drink the Oktoberfest. You're good. Uh, looking at the color, I mean, I think we're all going to be the same color. What would you guys say? Link Sword? Yeah, yeah, we did say Link Sword. Uh, that one seems a little bit paler for me, but yeah, your same room is, me. Your room's bluer yeah. in my screen than I say when it, it depends what wall I hold anything. it up to. But it is a lot lighter, so I would probably yeah. go a little clicks couple clicks down. I don't think it's quite clay yeah. faced on but what maybe morph ball. Yeah. I don't know. From our view it kinda looks like Aquaman, but I'll I get, I'll trust you. Yeah, we have a yeah. little bit bluer. Ours is definitely bluer, but that's good. Trust you with the blankest shorts. Here we go. Um. Oh yeah, I guess it's just me. Let me sniff. Although it, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Although it's already in my mouth, so it's malty. That malty bready smell. It just reminds me of Mad Anthony, because this is one of my go-to beers every time mm-hmm. I go there. Mm-hmm. So definitely nostalgia, but yeah, multi breadiness, and it is really bitter on the tongue with that with the malts. But I like that it's almost a roasty flavor to it. And what I commonly associate this with uh, whenever I go to Shakes and Pit because you got to eat the barbecue. So I'm always eating the barbecue right. and I'm drinking this beer, and it just goes so perfect together um, that it's almost like tastes like what you're eating so whether it's the smell inside the atmosphere when i'm drinking the beer eating the food it all kind of blends together as that great roasty barbecue smoky type flavor to it so yeah it's just a like yeah. a memory of yours that, it's definitely one of my favorites yeah i'm glad i got a chance to find it because i knew i should have bought it the last time i was there i'm like nah i'll come back for that and i waited too long as we're now in November, everybody's switching yeah. over to winter beers. Oh, I can't wait either, can't wait. but I wish Oktoberfest had a little mm, bit more love. Stouts. I'm like, a little bit more time. I know. So. For sure. Speaking of love for Oktoberfest, the untapped machine has 1,000. It says 1,000. I don't know if that's even 1,000 or if it's just rounding it for my benefit. Uh, 1,000 check-ins for 358 uh, bottle caps. I have four friend check-ins at 4.13 check-in, uh, I guess. Uh, can't read that one. Can't read that one. Uh, Bill Cruisinger, a multi-celebration in my glass. Bill Cruisinger gave it a 4.5. Let's Ooh. go, Bill. Back in 2014. Uh, can't read that one. All right. <laughs> can't read that one. Okay. And then... <laughs> Uh, Fort Wayne beer with my Fort Wayne crew, right? Uh, Bill Krusinger had it again November 2nd, 2011. He gave it a 4.5. I feel like 
in these this like this range, this time period of you guys checking these beers in at the same time could have been like around the time that I checked it in, but not mm. together with you, of course, but just around that time. But that's my only two friends, just the one that I could read, Bill Kruzinger. I got a few. Phil Hyatt gave it a four back in 2012. Wow, 2012. That one or that this one. beer's almost t- 10 years old. 2012. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh. Let's see. McBeer, 3.25. Brad Penning, 3.75. And uh, Tom Callahan, a co worker of mine, uh, said decent local beer, but gave it a 275. It's decent, but it's it's shitty. But it's decent, but it's shitty, to be honest. Yeah. It's it's a decent beer, but I hate it. <laughs> I hate decent beers. This is a decent beer. It reminds me of Bud Light, two seventy five. All right, Michael D. Drinking this at home. He said, "Smooth as hell, not very bitter, really sweet though." Three seventy five. I don't feel like your adjectives rank well with your yeah. score, but I can but. get where he's coming from. The sweet for me, yeah. You know, obviously how the tongue's laid out. Your sweet taste buds more towards the front. But I'm definitely getting on the sides and the back, that bitterness. But it does have a little bit of a sweet kick yeah. to it. So I know where he's coming from. But I think overall that that – I think that's just what malts do. They're a little bit more bitter. But sometimes they do have that sweet kick to them. Right. And that's, I think, one of the things that you could try to do to improve this yeah. style of beer, right, is sure. add some sweetness to it. Add some sugar, make it, make it a little bit different. So I, I get that. Uh, Kevin E. drinking it at the Shigs and Pit. We mentioned them. We name dropped them. If you're in the Fort Wayne area and you're looking for barbecue and brews, make sure you check out this unsponsored ad for Shigs and Pit. Also, stop by and see me. I should be there on Wednesdays. Join the Mug Club. Have a beer with me. Put you on the show. Yeah, and that's <laughs> fine because none of your children are going to be listening to this anyway, so they won't yeah. see you in there. I. Uh, Anyways, Kevin, who is at the Shigs and Pit, unsponsored uh, plug right there, said, so yummy, gave it a 4.5. Mm, a lot of Shigs and Pits. I'm all right with that. Not a lot of things. Boiler up. Let's go. Matt K with the Purdue Pete logo. That's all he said. 3.5. Paul R. Sounds familiar. Oh. Gave it a three. <laughs> I just wanted to read that because it... it what a loser. That's basically my, basically my name. <laughs> oh, you didn't read your own score? Damn, I thought you did. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought, too. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> so, Paul R., you are Paul. not the loser. Pale R is the pa- loser. Yes. Oh, oh, Pale. Oh, I was very confused. Yeah, I said Paul R. Not, yeah, not yeah, Paul yeah, R. yeah, yeah. I just don't want to insult the listeners. It, all Paul R's out there, you're not losers. <laughs> not all of you are losers. Nope, not Nope, not all of them. Uh, Brian S. says, really good Oktoberfest. Gave it a three. A couple Bagger Dave check-ins. A couple... Look at this. Kikianga Shore check-ins. We got a couple Kikiangas. A 425 and a 450. It didn't write anything, but they tagged each other. So, mm. hu- husband and wife combo? No, they're different initials for the last names. Probably boyfriend-girlfriend. Let's go, you guys. That's about... I don't want to say that's about it, but I'm really not seeing a whole lot of things. Uh, yeah. Uh, Becca, check this in at home. She says, we have to see H&H every six days at this point, or we will die. That's not good. <laughs> what the fuck is H&H? Hmm. 
There used to be an H and H Firearms, but that's not the same. No. We'll have to see. Hank and Henry? No, those are the same people. I don't know. I guess I'm dying because I don't know who H&H is. <laughs> it's like one of those things. I read this and I'm going to die in six days because I didn't retweet it or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I, think, I'm, I'm, I think I'm good. I think, I think I'm done reading this. <laughs> I think it's uh, uh, maybe Hats and Homies. Hats and Homies? Hats and Homies, yeah. Well, I I checked this in in the past. I'm really not going to change my ranking because looking in the past, I checked it in. Back in October 3rd, 2014, and I gave it a four, and I just checked it in last year, last season's that just came out on September the 11th, never forget, 2020, (laughs) also never forget, Um, (laughs) I gave it a four there as well. Um, For my limited style of Oktoberfest for the local area, this one for sure, Nostalgia, as we just mentioned before, that we have about, what, 10 years it's been out on draft. Um, Just going to Shigs and Pit, drinking this, just awesome beer. So the whole experience. I probably could click it up to a 4.25, but I really would like to. That's why I like these kind of episodes where we can drink a lot of different Oktoberfest. You know, is it true to the style, the true style over in Germany? Um, Or is it just their own little twist on it? But it's definitely good, roasty, smoky. Easy drinking, smooth. Love it. Awesome. Yeah, and I guess since nobody actually wrote anything, so I'm not going to spoil anything, uh, Pale R, this Pale R said four, Saf said four, and yeah, Keith read his check-in, so we should be good there. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought I've had it before. I guess I didn't look at my... <laughs> yeah, you had it back in, actually checked it in 2014. Same, same day. October 3rd, 2014, yeah. It's probably right around the time that I also tried mine, or I would say the same day because we weren't actually hanging out. I was that uh, Brewhaven on Octo in October. Yeah, no, it's not usually August. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, early August. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I was trying to think what we were, we were doing back at, then. We were just at Matt Anthony. Are we gonna rock and roll, yeah. or are we gonna pop the top on a couple more beers? We should probably rock and roll a little bit and then pop a top. Sounds good. All right, we've got a list here of 34 The Rock Dwayne Johnson movies. Um, and we kind of like marked off which ones we saw, which ones we didn't see. I got the most with 22, followed by Pale with 17. Then Dustin, the Duke with 14, and obviously Keith with 10. Yes. <laughs> Movies. Good job. Double digits. I think I think that the, the invention of the Plex server and me trying to keep up with movies from like 2017 yeah, and the more beyond. Ones you've, you've got pretty much I think, all of them. Right. I think that's what kind of did me in. I wouldn't say did me in, but... Not not a whole lot of these were good movies, but the I'm ones afraid. that were in like 2016 with Central Intelligence was fantastic. Uh, and above, they they were great. Like Juma, like Jumanji, both of those were fantastic. Yeah, I love the Jumanjis. So mm-hmm. like there's there's movie like movies with great quality that he's been a part of, and I think it has 
everything to do with the fact that they took a chance on him in Fast and the Furious. If, if Fast and the Furious didn't take a chance on him to be in their movies, I do not think that he would have had such a, a rise to stardom in these films at all. Yeah, it was around uh, Fast Five because before that he wasn't really a star. He was like in movies and uh, small, smaller movies, not big budget movies. Yeah, he's like what the what John Cena is right now, mm-hmm. or what what Stone Cold Steve Austin did a couple movies. Yeah, I think. he's never hit, and then he kind of fell off. Yeah, so yeah, we get it. Professional wrestlers are actors. We get it. Uh, they fit into a mold. Hulk Hogan had a huge yeah. bunch of movies in the late 80s. Yeah, the uh, Three Ninjas. Uh, <laughs> I can't forget that one. <laughs> but, I, but I really honestly think that there, a lot of these films, I, you can even go back to like his his Disney films that were we didn't really have on this list, that he, he really did hit it off as like a, a really good kid-friendly actor. Even though he was in wrestling because he had that tooth fairy and then like that, uh, that football movie, yeah, with the, the kids. Mm-hmm. And I don't, yeah, absolutely. I think it was Fast and the Furious, uh, Fast Five probably that got him started in getting more of serious roles like Pain and Gain and Empire State. Those all had serious cast members in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, San, uh, San Andreas had uh, Alex Daddario, who's also in Baywatch. Like, it's kind of, yeah, that's kind of funny. I never saw Central Intelligence. I was I wanted to watch it recently, but I don't think it's streaming anywhere, so I haven't not seen it. But that's one that I'm looking forward to the most that I haven't seen. I think, and that's uh, Kevin Hart, and yep. mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that one's really good. Yeah, it's also and, dumb. <laughs> like, well, yeah, yeah, that's expected. It's uh, like a, it's like a comedy, and he usually doesn't do a lot of those. Yeah, it's more of action star with. Mm-hmm humorous moments but i will say that it it being a hundred percent comedy it was lights out fantastic and jason bateman being the bad guy was awesome mm. he's been a bad guy in several movies he's yeah. a pretty good dickhead mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> especially especially in like the uh bad words where he i have not seen that but oh I it, is want so, to. it is so good <laughs> i want to make this a uh, jason uh, bateman uh, movie <laughs> bait to- bait toberfest <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I gotta redo the intro. <laughs> uh, but and also, like Fast Five was a huge hit, and he came in like in the middle of the franchise to revitalize it. And then he went to Journey Two. He wasn't in Journey One, and he kind of tried to revitalize that franchise. And then he did it again with GI Joe. He's in the second GI Joe, not the first GI Joe. Mm-hmm. So they were like that, banking on him to like bring new energy to these franchises, and like it worked for the most part. Like right. the, sec- the sequel, the ones where he was in were better than the ones he wasn't. Yeah. Um, all right. So I get. I, I guess your thing really, oh, your little point actually makes sense too because he was in the mummy, but like the, the tail end of it with the Scorpion King. I don't really, yeah. I mean, I don't really count because that was his first movie and yeah. he was just like a small role. He really is in like two scenes in The Mummy Returns. And that was right. the best CGI known to mankind so... at the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was so bad. It, who framed Roger Rabbit looks better than <laughs> the Scorpion King. Uh, and that came out in like the 80s. Yeah. Uh, oh, I um, my number is off by one because I have seen the rundown. 
I just Googled what it looks like. <laughs> that, that's the Sean William Scott one? Yeah. Yeah. That, that, I remember that being a fun movie. I don't know if it holds up, but I think Christopher Walken's the bad guy. He's usually yeah. pretty good. So I, need, I think that's a rewatch. I need to put that on my rewatch list. Uh, Walking Tall, I remember being good, mm-hmm. but it was like only 90 minutes long. It's just very, like, yeah, not much happens in it. Well, I mean, there's one scene that happens. It's he's rescuing right. somebody. Like, oh, my God, someone got kidnapped from these bullies. Uh, and he has to go to this, like, weird part of this rundown town and beat people up with two-by-fours to mm-hmm. get whoever was uh, was kidnapped. So, yeah, that, I mean, from what I remember, I think that movie would have gotten, like, a two out of ten. But, I mean, still, like, I grew up in the 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 bad attitude era of wrestling. So like I knew who the rock was. And so of course, because my stepfather was into the wrestling and my, you know, everybody in my family was watching it. Not really uh, what we wanted to do, but it's kind of what everyone was doing when these movies came out immediately. We're like, Oh, rocks in it. So let's go check these out. Kind of fell off with walking tall. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that time my dad and I like wanted to watch these movies because he he was trying to be the new Arnold at that, and we used to watch all the Arnold movies back when he was like the top action star. And then mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, there's The Rock's now kind of like the he's the new one, so we got to see all these movies." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the big, strong, muscle guy that should not be that muscly. <laughs> and I guess we should mention the Scorpion King, this spinoff franchise that he spawned where there's like mm-hmm. four of those movies he's only in the one but uh he went from being like the villain to the hero in that franchise and i remember enjoying that movie but yeah, i don't remember much about it except, except for it's like a prequel right yeah i th- i think i think i had a little bit of a like a affinity for it since allison really enjoys brandon fraser movies for whatever reason mm-hmm. And so, like, one of the first, like, gift sets I, I bought for her just because was the, the trilogy the for set. the mummy set, yeah. <laughs> and I think it came with the Scorpion King, like, on the back end of it. Like, you bought these three movies, but here's the Scorpion King along with... I'm like, why do I need this? <laughs> <laughs> I was say, it, pro- it was probably before the third one even came out because, like, that was much later with Jet Li in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or Tom Cruise. Oh, wait, that's a different one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was supposed to be a new franchise, and that flopped, and they canceled all of the other, like, Wolf one and the yeah. Invisible Man movie, all those movies that part of this world that they set up. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I thought, like, without detracting too much, I thought the, the trailer for that new Mummy movie looked interesting. But, again, that's it, one it of the... have Brenda Fraser in it. Yeah, didn't have Brendan Fraser. I think mm-hmm. one of the downfalls for a lot of trailers, if you like get into watching trailers, is you see everything you want to see in the trailers. Yeah, they reveal too much. Yeah. And that's what I feel like the Batman is going to be. Like, you saw the first trailer and you got excited for it. And then you watch the second trailer and it's all new footage that you didn't see before or different angles of different like parts of the footage. You're like, oh, am I going to really enjoy this movie or not? Like, mm-hmm. how much more is there to this film? I watched it all already. Yeah, I mean, we're going on a tangent here, but a lot of recent trailers yeah. have been that because they released the 
original tra- trailer like two years ago, and then the movie got delayed. Yeah. So now they have to put out new trailer with new footage <laughs> to get you excited again. <laughs> and it's like, well, uh, now I've seen way too much because mm-hmm. I watched both trailers. All right. But, uh, Works for me. That way I don't have to watch the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, exactly. <laughs> do a summer movie wager. Keith just watches the trailers. I do. <laughs> Hasn't worked yet. Uh, did I win one year? I won one year, didn't I? Yeah. You, uh, you did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's you won the last time. I think luck. we did it. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you did. Yeah, yeah. Dustin did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all four of us won. I feel like uh, that might be true. I, I, I think we all I at least have only done three though. Oh. Yeah, and every time that there was a rock movie on the summer movie wager, <laughs> that's true. It, it didn't work out for me unless it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw was on there in the 2019 version, and that one worked out for me. But the yeah, skyscraper that screwed bo- me that, over, and yeah, Baywatch screwed me Baywatch, over. Yeah. <laughs> Baywatch, Rampage, skyscraper all screwed me over. I didn't think Jumanji like reboot was gonna do as well as it did, so I didn't put it on there. Hindsight 2020, I tell you mm-hmm. what, <laughs> I guarantee I would not have had. Oh, I think Fate and the Furious was on there because we did it in 2017. Like the first year, that I think we did it didn't it. make the list because it came out in April oh. or something. It, like, it didn't make the cutoff or something. Uh, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, see, a lot of the Fast and Furious movies come out before the early, like in April or late April. Yeah, that's that's what we did with Marvel. We had to, like, we literally had to put a date on it, sober on it, so we didn't have to count like Avengers <laughs> oh, yeah. that came out in May. It's gonna be number one, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the next was Be Cool, which was a sequel, I think, to Get Shorty. And I did not see it. None of us saw it, obviously. What is Be Cool? Mm-hmm. Bitch Be Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? That looks like... Is it a sequel or a remake or spinoff of Get Shorty? Th- it was somehow connected to that, from what I can remember. Yeah, it's got John Travolta in it, Uma Thurman, Vince Vaughn. Cedric the Entertainer, Andre 3000. It looks like a fun cast, but I don't know. IMDb had this as like 5.6 out of 10 ratings. Mm, Probably not great. Yeah. Uh, Then we have Doom. Uh, That's definitely on my list. I think we should do it one of these Octobers. Yes. (laughs) It could be a Rocktober... Because it fits our show very well, for like the video game theme, and it'll be mm-hmm. kind of like a horror theme. So it'd fit in October, and yeah. it's The Rock, so it fits the Rocktober Perfect. Theme. Yeah. It's a classic series, man. I grew up playing Doom. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I can, I can still remember, like, the, the poses. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I was I was thinking about the the one game for the N sixty four where you saw boobies, but I was like, "That's Duke Nukem, not Doom." Yeah, I was gonna say Duke some. Nukem. I, I get those mixed up. Much too. more familiar. <laughs> Love yeah, Duke Nukem. I, I have to like revisit Doom because I have a lot of Duke Nukem and Doom like compilations that are running. <laughs> the Rock should start in the Duke Nukem. <gasps> yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> That'd be cool. No, it's too raunchy for him. He's too family yeah. friendly. <laughs> It'd have to be maybe John Cena. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. He, I don't, he doesn't have that Duke Nukem He's more voice. goofy. Oh. Yeah. You got to be cool like the Duke. <laughs> me? Like me? Oh, the wrong Duke. <laughs> <laughs> the wrong Duke. <laughs> oh. I Ooh. love us. What was that? I was going to say one of my favorite lines from that last one from Duke Nukem. He goes, 
I came here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of bubble gum. <laughs> that? One of my favorite lines from him. And I'm like, that is yes. stolen from Roddy Rowdy Piper. Oh, it is. In They Live, he says that. Oh. <laughs> I am here to kick bubble gum and chew ass, <laughs> and I'm all I'm out a of bubble gum. Yeah. <laughs> nom nom eat nom. All right, uh, Southland Tales. Nobody's watched that. This is also a uh, Sean William Scott, Dwayne the Rock Johnson movie. They had a huge cast, and it was supposed to be like they put a lot of money into it, and then it flopped instantly. Yeah, it's got what uh, Mandy Moore and Sarah Michelle mm-hmm. Geller and JT mm-hmm. in there. Um, yeah, it's they classify it as like a like an American dystopian comedy thriller. What the f- pick a lane? <laughs> it's everything. And then I think they made like a sequel comic book or something. Yeah, because it, it like sets up more tales and, but it was just a yeah not a good hit or whatever. It sounds never seen it obviously, but awful. Yeah, it's um five point four. Yeah, five point four out of ten. And it did, from the trailer, it looks like it's like The Rock did a lot of work to be small. Like he kind of, you know, kind of like carried himself to kind of look smaller than what he, he was. Like a human. Yeah, he looks normal right here. He also has hair, which is really weird. Doesn't look like he eats 500 tilapias at this point in his life. <laughs> oh, uh, that I remember wanting to see it because the writer director did donnie darko right before this <laughs> yes and i was super into that movie back then. oh my gosh i remember and i was looking forward to this and then it like failed and then that guy kind of got put in movie jail because he made a big failure and he hasn't really done much since and then i think he got into his kids phase i think tooth fairy came out around this time i don't have it on this list for yeah some reason i just missed it but and then gridiron gang and then yeah, the game plan. I don't know what that is. The game plan is the kid movie where That's the kid yeah movie. the the football and the kid in the tutu and he's got to like let so the what's grit, girl. Grit play. It's also a football movie. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like a high school. It's like a high school like Friday Night Light style. Movie, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. believe what it was. Bob, Bob knows that one. That's the first time I've ever heard of that when he told me about it because he wanted to watch it. I don't know why, but I'm like, I don't want to watch this. What the hell? <laughs> right. That was the one where he eat like. He ate like peanut butter or something, and his his tongue like went all numb, and he's like trying to talk. He's like, you know, like he had no feeling in his tongue, so the words weren't <laughs> coming allergic out. to peanuts. Yeah, he's allergic. Uh-huh. Sounds like the sounds like the kids movie, and not the the one you're talking about, because this is a football movie about a detention center in L.A. Yeah. where he try, teaches these kids to play football because he's frustrated that he's not able to like connect with these kids. It's like that uh, longest yard yard movie, yes. but for high schoolers. You're probably talking like about the oh, I'm talking about movie. game the, ki- the yeah. game plan. Yeah, yeah. They came out back to back, and they were both football movies, so it's easily confusable. Right. Which it, it's not funny to joke about a peanut allergy. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Hitch came around this time too, and uh, Will Smith has like a peanut allergy and like swells up in that oh, movie. Right. <laughs> and which one? Hitch. Hitch? Oh, jeez. That's, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not funny. People die, I feel like. Yeah. Unless you have an EpiPen, which uh, Papa Keith has 
several EpiPens in his classroom. <laughs> got to. I, I, I got a fake one on my desk. I love freaking the kids out. I just pull it oh, out just real like, quick and just like stab myself in the leg. <laughs> <laughs> you got the training The pen. training pen. I love it. <laughs> All right, get smart. I will not get smart about this one. This is the one that had like the very awkward like poster for it too, didn't it? Um, I don't know. It depends. It had like, uh, what's her face? His hair blocking what's his face's face, and then the gun blocking somebody else's face. It was like a lineup, but yeah, but his face is being like blocked up. Mm -hmm. But I mean, some of some of them like there's one where her eye. Anne Hathaway's face or hair That's is covering uh, Steve mm-hmm. Carell. And there's another one where his tie is covering her face up. Yes. And That's her hair is covering about. the rock up. And the rock is holding the gun that's covering up this other guy mm-hmm. who I'm not really sure is. That's right. That's the awkward, like... Alan Arkin, I think, is the guy. Old mm-hmm. guy. Uh, yeah, Alan Arkin. Terry Crews is in this movie. I wonder if Terry Crews, like, bet Dwayne The Rock Johnson, <laughs> who's bigger. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> who can jiggle their... They're pecs more. He's like, hey, I was in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> I almost was. Get. But get, I blew on get, my knee. Get. 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 <laughs> get. Get. <laughs> that was my shoulder. I can't make my titties. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was doing. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Enough. But I heard like I heard this one was like almost like a precursor to him in Central Intelligence. Like he wasn't he was nowhere yes. near like the main person in the movie. Mm-hmm. But he was like listed at like high build, like one of the like number three or four on the like the billing list. Uh, but it's, it's like he, it's basically his same role in the other guys. Yeah, he dies like at the beginning of the other guys. I think he gets he dies or he like gets locked up at the beginning of Get Smart. And then, well, he's like the yeah the perfect agent, and yes. you know he's trying to match him, and you know Maxwell Smart's never gonna get up there because he's a bumbling idiot. But mm-hmm. I grew up on the old 1960s TV show, so I that's what I would watch Nick at Night all the time with my family, and I loved it. It was hilarious. So I saw this one when it came out. But yeah, he got captured or something, so they got to go in and save yeah. him, and yeah, to prove that it's he's a secret agent. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a fun comedy action movie. Yeah, nothing to be mad about. And at, I mean, it for what it was, uh, I guess that was the old 2000. Yeah, 2008 movie. Yeah, 6.5 out of 10 for IMDb. IMDb is ruthless. <laughs> they only like Shawshank Redemption. I mean, who wouldn't, though? <laughs> that, that's been the number one movie on IMDb since IMDb was created. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, biased It's a fine movie, but I don't know. I wouldn't say it's the best mo- movie of all time. I mean, there thousands of other movies have come out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that would be the first 10 down. Let's grab a beverage to wet oh, our whistle. Good idea. Oh, shit. Mine's in the freezer. It's probably frozen solid. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no. So we're, we we're grabbing the Ryan guys next? Yeah, let's just grab it. <laughs> one hour later. He'll <laughs> grab another yingling. <laughs> oh, okay, I might as well. We are taking this minor break to remind you all that you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and now TikTok. At Drink In Geek Out. Most of our socials are done through Instagram. We try to uh, do trickle down a post to Twitter and Facebook if you want to get a hold of us uh, or see what we're doing. Instagram is going to be the best thing for you. TikTok is just going to be fun. We're not going to try to be super serious about it, uh, but you can find some of our brewery trips and uh, our craft beer that we've been brewing ourselves on the TikTok. You can also find us on our website, Drinking 
geekout.com. There we have our Geek SRM, our Geeky IBUs, our show notes, and other links to find out you know, more about us or how to contact us. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. And yes, I know you're currently listening to us, but what if you need a new venue? I'm sure we got one just for you. We got merch, t-shirts, masks, mugs, stickers, and more on Threadless at drinkinggeekout.threadless.com and on TeePublic at tpublic.com slash store slash drinkinggeekout. We do have a Patreon. It's not super active, but we do have uh, levels of support that you could help us with, uh, starting with like the Super Geek that gets you a shout out on the show and up to the Uber Geek. We have pretty much forces us to dedicate an episode to you. And there's plenty of rewards in the middle uh, as you grow up different tiers. You do not have to support us to listen to the show, but anything helps since we are free and will continue to be free to provide you the best beer content and geek content out there. And now, back to the show. All right, we're back with our next Oktoberfest beer. It is the Rheingeist Franz. Uh, this is the beer that Keith threw in its freezer an hour ago and totally forgot about it. And he's got himself this... a beer uh, smoothie. Slushy? Hey, we got to do something, as we mentioned earlier, to mix up the flavors of these Oktoberfests. So I'm like, <laughs> what about an Oktoberfest slushy? <laughs> so he thought maybe freezing it so we can pull the alcohol straight out of it would be like <laughs> the way to go with drinking this thing. Oh, it is ice cold. So the Franz 5.4% ABV, 20 IBUs. 20 IBUs will end up being, drum roll please, I don't remember it off the top of my hand, the chess 20, what I'm doing right now, playing chess, the number of legal starting moves in a game of chess, can't get any more nerdy than that, am I right? This is true. Mm -hmm, That's the top. Absolutely. Uh, You will notice that a lot of Oktoberfest beers are around the same percent, five point whatever percent. Uh, so the Franz is our October beer fest, our being Rheingeist. He's, oh, so they gave him a gender. Cool. Beer has gender. An autumnal brew, a bit of a dreamer, often hikes in the Alps and comes back with great ideas for delicious malts and is forever hoisting barrels above his head for the exercise. <laughs> <laughs> Fra- to pump you up. Well, pump. Franz. I'm about to pump. That's pump. What it's up. To. Yeah, Franz is our Oktoberfest brow and our first take on the German beer. Yeah, not traditional, but uber German. <laughs> These malts will pump you, you up. up. Yeah. Yep. So this is what we have in front of us. The can is going to be your traditional Rheingeist can, which is the sim- a very similar color of the can. We have the dark blue, uh, navy blue can, metallic-y color, gunmetal-y blue color around the can. I think most of the Rheingeists are about roughly the same color, unless they're like the sours. I believe the sours mm-hmm. go with a, a more of like a pinky color. Uh, the logo of the water drop skull is in the middle logo there with the name Cincinnati made. The banner around the can, which is normally what they add to give the can some body for differences, are the uh, the diamonds of the Oktoberfest that we're familiar with. The color blue is not as light as you would expect, but it still has to maintain the metallic look of the can. So they gave you kind of like a lighter 
blue but still metallic-y blue logo. And then it says Franz in a burnt orange color around the can. It is a very sleek can, I think. Yeah, I like how all of their cans kind of fit in a... It, like, they all have this same scheme. They just kind of switch them up. Yeah. And they all fit, flow together. It is absolute favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. Having things like that. Having it match. Yeah. Okay. Um, the color of the beer. Again, this is going to be very similar to what we have. This doesn't quite as... They, it doesn't look as... It's lighter than Lighter. That. Yeah, for sure. Yes. It doesn't quite... It's not quite there yet. Uh, but I think it might be more in line with what... Keith had in the last round for mm-hmm. his beer. Yep. And we gave that one a Blanca. Blanca. Um, <laughs> I was going to say a, maybe a 12. Yeah. it's. I think it's lighter than Clayface. For, I could be wrong again. Um, what's interesting, though, is if you are, hold this up to the light, it seems like the bubbles are suspended in the glass. It looks like it's like gelatin almost. Yeah. It kind of looks like it's kind of suspended in there. Well, I have a lot of suspension in mind, but those are just frozen pieces, so <laughs> it's kind of hard to tell. <laughs> Can't quite relate to that, but something is suspended. It's definitely cloudy. As mine yeah. is. It's clear yet hazy. It's like a hazy. Yeah. You definitely see through it, for sure. But like I said, there is some something. There's some something. Yeah. You know, a little something, something, something there. Something. Right. For sure. All right, well. The smell is weak sauce, I think. There's not a whole lot there. Mm-mm. I got to get through Even the, the ice. <laughs> I think the- yeah, the, not as much as the primeval one for sure. Yeah, mm. the can has a little bit of like a breadiness to the smell uh, pro- from the malts, but other than that, I don't really smell much at all from the can, the glass. Um, so I'm not really sure what to expect. I want to say it smells like a Rheingeist, but I've had several Rheingeists, and it smells like a Rheingeist. It's got that smell. But like yeah, there's something. <laughs> Rheingeist <Right>. German malt. <laughs> Rheingeisty. I remember my first Rheingeist. <laughs> All right, I guess we're tasting it. Well, yeah, let's do that. I just wanted to see if I could break the ice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> it has a weird taste to it. I wonder if it's like, I don't want, yeah, it's probably not like age of the can, but there is something weird about it. If I compare it to the primeval one, it seems lighter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not as creamy. Yeah. but And also not as full-bodied. Yeah. This one has like a weird, bready aftertaste to it, but it is very, it's very smooth. And it's also like mass-produced or on a higher, much bigger scale than primeval's beer is. So uh, as far as quality control goes, it's still quality. It's just... yeah. As not, the, well, they said in their description, it's not a traditional beer. It's German, but it's like their own little spin and take on it. So yeah. it's hard. It's like, what is a traditional Oktoberfest? Or is it just every brewery's take on the traditional mm-hmm. Oktoberfest? It's hard to compare it when they all have their own little spin. I can talk about Untapped. Please if do. Re- if, if you're ready for that. Uh, 23.4 thousand check-ins at a 3.61 rating. Uh, I have checked this in before. I guess I could just throw it out there since I'm not drinking it with you guys. Yeah, let us know. I went three and a half. I think, uh, same reason that you guys are 
you know, throwing out there, like it's a little bit lighter than mm-hmm. the, the, um, primeval that you were drinking. Seven friends. Let's see, uh, ooh, Chris Leland gave it a 3.75. This is pretty good too. It's a little light and smooth and a little fruity. Okay. About what we said, but we didn't mention the fruits. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know what he was. I guess I kind of do get like apple or pear type of flavor on the back end. Okay. Like maybe something like a little bit like tart or something. Mm-hmm. One of those fall harvesty fruits. Mm-hmm. Jesus. I have so many people take this in. Pick a couple. Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, see. So you got uh, James R. Gave it a five. Back in 2014. What? James R's 2019 was a four. It must have dropped off for him. Wow. He also had it as an IU football tailgate in 2017 at a 375. He must have hated it then because IU sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Bill Krusinger had this at the Invitational 2015. He gave it a three. Uh, Brad Ring, downtown Cincinnati, had this at a four. Keith had it. Uh, James R. had it several times. Uh, Pale R. had it at Brewhaven. Jesse Favor had it, didn't check it in. Or he checked it in, but didn't rate it. Chris Leland had it a couple times. He said, like, the same note the couple times he checked it in. And then my wife had it at a 375. And we'll say, spoiler alert, I don't think it's that eventful. (laughs) Yeah. I remember when I had this back in 2017, I was all excited because I went to see my cousins. I don't know if there was a wedding or something. I was down in um, the Cincinnati area and they told me about it because I knew we had just started up our podcast. I think we were, what, one year in? In 2017? What year did you say? 27. We started 2016. We started in 2016. All right. So it was about one year in. So I I remember asking them, I said, what's your favorite brewery down here? And they all said, Rheingeist. So... I never got a chance to check them out, unfortunately, because we were just there and then left very quickly. I was at the mercy of who I was writing with, so I could not go check it out. Uh, But they did have a few of the cans, and I'm pretty sure that's how I came across it the first time. And I think they were just distributing to, or it was a couple years later that they started distributing to Indiana from Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. Now you can get them pretty much anywhere. Yeah, Yeah, all all over the place. That's why when I saw this on the list, I'm like, I can find that. I've seen it everywhere. Yeah, for sure. Keith, you want to let us know where you punched yours in at? Yeah. Uh, I'll stick with my original or ranking. because Yeah, I was going to say, you checked it in before. Mine's fucked so up right now anyway, so it's not fair enough to rank it because it's <laughs> right. a little chunky. Um, I gave it a three and a half just because it was it's unique. It's light. And Dustin did mention that a little bit earlier. There's just something off. I mean, it's not terrible. I like that it's light, that I could drink this a lot quicker. And what did we say this was? Only like four, 5.4%. So, yeah. I mean, there's just not a whole lot of flavor there, but the flavor that's there is different. And as I gave the man Anthony a four, because I could drink that all day, every day. This one, I just went three and a half. Just, I mean, it's still good. I'm going to drink it because clearly I have five more to drink. Um, but I can easily just slam these. And not worry about flavor too much. Yeah, I can pretty much slam these and not like feel anything about getting drunk or anything. Yeah. But they're pretty low. 
they they don't taste like they're low or they don't even taste like they have anything in them. Like alcohol wise, they're delicious. I guess after six of them, I might feel a little toasty. <laughs> and that's the flavor that I got from this when I drank it. It was a little bit of toastiness. And because it wasn't really that eventful, I gave it a three and a half. This was in September, I think it's September 12th, 2021. I checked it as in uh, with my wife. And I don't know, it wasn't that overwhelming. And it might be because I literally just had the Oktoberfest from Primeval. Ah, still on the palate. Oh, yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, I know I know what a good Oktoberfest is going to taste like. <laughs> and so that's... Yeah, um, I also put a three and a half for my score, and um, I said it was good, but it's like there's really nothing special about it. It's kind of just middle of the road. It, it'll get you to buy for uh, this season, but there's definitely better ones locally already on this episode that we've talked about. So yeah, uh, I would go with those next time. So is pale drinking today? I yeah, I have a. My second okay. one. I can briefly talk about it. Same as the first. Yeah, since it's a very mass-produced beer, I have the Yingling Oktoberfest. Classic Marzen style. Let's see what the untapped says. 5.4% ABV, 26 IBUs. Yingling is proud to offer Oktoberfest as a homage to our German heritage. Copper in color, this medium-bodied beer is the perfect blend of roasted malts with just the right amount of hops to capture a true representation of the style. Did you say the ABV's IBUs already? Yeah, 5.4%, 26 IBUs. That will be the Ballad of Ricky Bobby. (laughs) The, the number on his Wonder Bread card. I'm going fast. I'm going fast. It's a, he's this beer is bready to go along with the Wonder Bread. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's obnoxious, and so is Yingling. So, <laughs> um, just to, because we're already untapped, we're just gonna say it's uh, 125,000 check-ins. Holy Moses! Wow. Three point three nine. But those like the ones who actually rated it. There are seventy four thousand. This is like a hundred wow. year old brewery, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. still independent, still going. I must have been drunk my first two check ins back in twenty thirteen and twenty sixteen. I went four seventy five, dang and thirteen. And well, listen, twenty thirteen. Just think about what we had as an option for craft beers. Yeah, that's all this was. Yeah, that's true. This was the coveted. Craft beer for me, and we didn't we yeah, didn't have we didn't have Yingling available to us because they wouldn't. I had to pick it up in Pittsburgh. Yeah, they didn't start distributing it until we started recording this podcast. It was yeah. we talked about it on an episode. So you liking this beer a lot in 2013, just because you're not going to rate fair. it now, it's very fair that you would you would do that. I think I would have given this one up there too because of how great Oktoberfest were. I think the only like Oktoberfest beers that I had in like 2000 like. 15 and around that time were like the Hofbrauhaus and the Warsteiners. Like those are the only mm-hmm. Oktoberfest beers that I could find. Oh yeah. And then I just remember when I had Sun Kings for the first time, I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> Not so much anymore. Yeah. I, w- I remember when I first found this beer, um, 
when I picked it up, I bought a whole case of it. Probably still have that original box because it was like the holy grail. Like I found it. There's a new style out because it's seasonal, and I remember picking it up, and it was great. Because if you look at my rankings on there, God, I gave it a five twice uh, back in 2013. But it was like the perfect beer. It's one of my first Oktoberfests that I have, so this for sure was my first introduction. And it's still near and dear to my heart, and I got about 12 in my fridge right now that I could be drinking with you, Pale, but I grabbed the Franz. By the end of the show, I'll mm-hmm. probably grab one and drink it with you. So Sweet. I did have about four of them last night, though, when I was watching the football game. Oh, they're so easy to drink. Oh, yeah. It's quick, easy they're to go so... to. It's nostalgic for me. It's like, of course I'm going to buy these. Yeah. And they sell out like that because I saw it at Sam's Club and I bought a, a case of it and I went back next week. Gone. You just got to grab it when you see it. Wow. Yeah, I saw it at SNV at New Haven and it was like 15 something like for a 12 pack and I was like, I'm gonna get this while it's on the sale. It's like in season. I'm. It'll be my first Oktoberfest for the year. Uh, glad I picked it up. Uh, it's very clean and crisp, in my opinion. Um, super easy to drink. Uh, the very the toasty notes are very light. Mm-hmm. The bready notes very light. Um, but you know, it's very very drinkable, and I enjoy it. I think you don't have to think too hard about it. I think it's similar to the Franz, Franz, but it doesn't have that weird taste. But it's light; you can slam a lot mm-hmm. of them. Yep, I'm at about three and a half for this beer now. I've I've come down in the last eight years <laughs> <laughs> just because the options have are much bigger now. Yeah, as it should. Taste change, we grow. Mm-hmm. For sure. Speaking of taste changing, let's get back to these rock no, movies. Cause the, because they're all the same. <laughs> oh, wait. Well, no. <laughs> After the first 10, they're, they're changing. changing. That's right. They did expand his character roles. So we're on up to Race Mountain, Race to Witch Mountain, which is a sequ- prequel, or not, I don't know, a remake. It's a remake of, the Witch- of a 1960s something movie, I think. Yeah, this is where two twins, he's a taxi driver. Since I guess I'm the only one seeing this movie. <laughs> He's a taxi driver of some sort. And these two kids kind of like zap into his car. Um, like two blonde twins. Oh, that's where the meme is from. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> where he's looking back in the taxi. Yeah, that's what this is from. Um, and they're space aliens. And um, they're oh, like, shit. they read his nameplate like Dwayne Rock Johnson. Whatever the fuck his name is in the movie. Like, take us home. Take us to our ship, and we must trust him. And they're, like, zapping in and out of his car. So he's got to, like, he teams up with the kids because he has no life. He's a taxi driver, I guess. So he gets them to where they're supposed to be and takes them away from the bad aliens that are chasing them and get them to their ship so that they can go home. And they learn love and affection. It's a Disney movie, so kids movie. I mean, it was all right, but I wouldn't clamor to go see it. I was going to say one good thing that came out of it. We got a meme. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the follow-up, not follow-up, the next one on this list uh, that probably more people have seen rather than the race to which Matt would be the other guys. I remember this film as a Warburg movie. Oh, yeah. It's that movie? I've seen this. Yeah. It's yeah, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell Eva Mendez. Michael Keaton movie. Yeah. I have it. I've not seen it. I... 
I kind of saw it in theaters, got, but I don't remember a lot of it. Got over the Will Ferrell thing. Yeah. I uh, yeah, I've, I'm kind of over Will Ferrell, which, I mean, rightfully so. He's due for a comeback. Yeah. He, he was making the same movie there for a while, but he's gone away long enough. I think he could come back. Yeah, his last movie that he made was that Sherlock Holmes movie. Oh, oh God. But that it was, was awful. That looks, that's awful. That's like ringing the towel out, and there is nothing left yeah. of the same shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The and saving quality for that film was John C. Riley, and even that was terrible. It was a bad film. Uh, I heard. Yeah, I watched it. Did not unfortunately. see it. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, all right, the next film on this list, other than like other guys, yeah, Rock was in it. We can't really say that's a Rock movie, though, right? That, yeah, he's, that's he a, dies at the first yeah. scene, and then the other guys take over. Yeah. So unfortunately, even though like three of the four of us have seen the other guys, I still don't think really think that that should count. Nah. So we're not. I'm not going to. We wouldn't count. be ranking. I don't think we'd rank that. Yeah, one we won't be ranking that. Rank think. these because yeah. <laughs> it, it's not a a headlining film for the Rock. Mm. Right. Uh, however, the next film, Faster, is a headlining movie for The Rock because he's the only one on the cover. Uh, they decided that Billy Bob Thornton was too ugly <laughs> to throw on there, even though, I like, don't, I've kind of semi remember this movie, but I don't think I've seen it. He's like, a, he's a driver. Yeah, his name was Driver. Literally, everybody in this cast didn't have names. It was just literally their roles. Like, mm-hmm. you have Dwayne Driver. Mm-hmm. You have Billy Bob Thornton, cop. You had Maggie Grace as Lily. She has a name. Uh, <laughs> Mur- uh, Mauricio Lopez as prison guard. Jim Gaines as inmate. Warden, receptionist, telemarketer. You have, a, you have somebody cast as a telemarketer. Like, come on. No wonder this gave it like a 6.4 out of 10 on the IMDb's. But it is, I guess, there you go, The Rock. He also looks big as fuck in this uh, <laughs> thing. So this probably between this movie and the uh, other movie where he looked tiny, where he hit the roids pretty hard. Yeah, he goes through phases where he's like super jacked or like almost normal, semi-normal looking, yeah. and then mm-hmm. like crazy again i wonder mm-hmm. if we put the rock movies in line with when he is made his comeback to the wwe right i feel like there should be some kind of correlation because they don't want a little baby rock going back to <laughs> smackdown they want to make sure that it, you know big old jacked can you smell what the rock is doing yeah you're pooping around you're not working out but <laughs> we know but no one's seen that so yeah, I can't really say too much about it. Uh, this is the, the next movie. This is the one I said that uh, was the starting point, I think, to the turnaround of the rock career. I feel like after this movie that we haven't announced yet that everyone has seen in 2011, anything before that you could just pretty much skip and not see and still be okay and mm. enjoy the rock as an actor mm-hmm. in a movie would be Fast Five. Once he was in Fast Five, I feel like even though there's a lot of memes to that and a lot of like how's this timeline work out and you know whatever, that that movie franchise is very successful is a starting point for a lot of people uh, in yeah, it, it, 
he like revitalized the franchise and the franchise also revitalized his career. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Win, win. They kind of owe both like Vin Diesel and the rock kind of owe each other, even though they hate each other. Yeah. Which is awesome. And I think that Vin Diesel also had like a very like pedestrian career up to this point. Mm -hmm. Like Reddick was awesome. Triple X was not. (laughs) Triple X is actually pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my bad. I didn't. I didn't think it was that good. But it, you know, it seemed like when I first watched when I first watched the Fast and the Furious, I was thinking, oh, is this going to be like another Triple X? Because I wasn't like super in love with that movie, but I did enjoy uh, Pitch Black. Or Pitch Black. Perfect, yeah, and then yeah. then Riddick was later. Yeah, I couldn't remember what that first movie was. I just remember it was the Chronicles of Riddick is what they called all the mm-hmm. the movies together. Uh, but I yeah, honestly think that that was like a big stepping stone for The Rock because he became a um, an antagonist. Yeah, but at the same time, like in sort of likable. Yeah, in, well, yeah, likable for sure. But in a normal setting. He's the good guy, mm-hmm. whereas Vin Diesel and his crew are the bad guys. But because the way the film is shot from the other perspective, he's the antagonist. But he's also very likable. It's just it's I mean, it's an awesome thing that happened here because you have people that want to be in these movies with mm-hmm. them. You have Ryan Reynolds as the handler in <laughs> Hobbs, and, Hobbs Shaw. and Shaw. Like you don't. You don't pull Ryan Reynolds unless it's a great movie franchise. And, and Kevin Hart's in that stupid movie. Too. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. A weird cameo. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, like, if you if you drew a line, like, right there, I think it'd be pretty good to say, yeah, we're going to cut out all of these movies. We're going to keep the memes, but we're just going to cut, cut all these movies out. <laughs> and if you started his career right here, going forward, he's had one hell of a career. Mm-hmm. I th- well, these, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, we can skip these next few, like Journey Two. None of yeah. us saw, and I don't really know much about it. Snitch, I don't know. GI Joe was bad, so that's we don't need to talk about that. Empire State, I'm not even sure what that is. Yeah, just to then he was in Pain and Gain with Marky Mark, and that's one of Michael Bay's better movies because it's like not just explosions and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I remember I, I want to rewatch it. It was pretty fun. I don't really like Mark Wahlberg. He's kind of an asshole in real life. So, yeah. Uh, uh, but I, The Rock is good in that movie. And I, uh, Mark Wahlberg plays an asshole. So he's kind of just being himself, it feels <laughs> like. So, yeah, he's from Best. It's pretty fun. Gonna be an asshole. Uh, then we're back to another Fast and the Furious movie. And now The Rock's kind of becoming more of a good guy. I, I, I think he's unnecessary in that franchise. There's two like Vin Diesel's already the muscle guy. Having these two characters are kind of they're kind of playing the same character almost. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's nice to see him show up, and I, I prefer him in the spinoff. I'll just say that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was gonna say. Well, as you know, Vin Diesel has so much control over that he probably realized I exactly. created a monster. He's gonna be bigger than me. I better shut him down. Mm-hmm. 
in both in both their contracts, it's like neither of us are allowed to lose a fight. We we always have to mm-hmm. be, look bigger than everybody else, <laughs> even though Vin Diesel's like a foot shorter than the Stand Rock. They like film it weird so they look the same size, and it, it's annoying. <laughs> yeah, it's the Napo- Napoleon complex for yeah. for a decently sized man. It's a Napoleon complex. Uh, I but I will be honest. I I couldn't tell you the difference between Fast Five. Fast, Furious 6, Furious 7, and, like, Fate of the Fear. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you the difference nope. because they I'm all not a run. big fan of the – Yeah, I'm not a big yeah, fan of the movies. Together. And totally. I kind of put, like, a Fast and the Furious in, like, the same bucket. It's it's all one movie. Yeah. Like, 6 and 7, I I have no idea, like, what the difference is. Yeah, I can't is. remember which one's which either. And I've seen them all, like, 20 times. <laughs> I know Fast Five is my favorite because they go to Rio. There's the big safe th- scene where they're yes. demolishing the streets. Yes. With the that, oh, that, that part's yep, awesome. Yep, yep, yep. I remember <laughs> I that. that one. Yeah. And then this, I don't know, 6 and 7, I, they're, one of them, they drive that car through the, th- the three towers, like... <laughs> But I don't know if that's six or seven. I honestly can't remember. Oh, the Corvette or whatever. Or it was a Lamborghini yeah. or something like that. Yeah. It, they're in Dubai. Yes. And then Fate of the Furious is the big submarine weird shit. It, and uh, what's her face is the bad guy. Charlie's Theron. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen the recent one. Aren't they on like a frozen like yeah. what, ocean or something? Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like, Ru- it's like Russia. The submarine burst through the ground and then the, yeah. their cars are driving around a submarine mm-hmm. yeah they're they're in the motherland <laughs> the motherland doesn't dom find out he had a kid or something that's or like in the t- fifth in one one of them oh. no in the fifth one he meets the girl oh. that he has a kid with and letty is dead at that point they yeah. have a kid in the sixth one and then the seventh one letty is now alive yeah. <laughs> And that's the oh, answer yes. to it. Yeah. And she can't remember who she or maybe she can't remember who she is in the sixth one, but I don't know. Family never dies. <laughs> and Vin Diesel has a brother who he's never mentioned until the eighth one. No, the ninth one. He's the, ninth the man one, who's all about oh, really? family keeps that one's under wraps. John <laughs> John Cena is Vin Diesel's brother and we've he's never once mentioned him in the previous Jeez, it took nine movies to figure that out even though he's They're all about so family <laughs> he, he picks his family he chooses exactly. he's a black sheep mm-hmm. alright let's move away from the Fast and Furious franchise we won't talk about the rest of oh, those okay. <laughs> uh, the next movie on this list is Heracles uh, I think you're the only one who actually watched that one yeah I saw it's not good Yeah, everything about it is pretty bad except for The Rock's beard right I guess like they were trying to like Hercules TV show. What was that? What was that guy? Brand not Brand Brandon something or other. He's a I, oh shit. Yeah, I can't remember either. Uh oh. It's uh, supposed to be like uh, Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. Arnold did those movies, so the Hercu- uh the Rock's gonna do these Hercules movies to kind of Kevin Sarbo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> kind of do that thing, but no, none of the Hercules movies work. Right. When I watched the trailer, I kind of thought of like like Xena vibes and like yeah. the Kevin Sorbo like vibes for that movie. Uh, and I looked into it. I just didn't want to watch it. So I didn't watch it. You don't need to. There's not enough singing or uh, Danny DeVito being a little fat cherub. <laughs> <laughs> the Disney cartoon is what I'm referencing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Such a good movie. Uh, we talked about Furious. So let's move on. San Andreas would be next nice little helicopter scene 
<laughs> 20 helicopter scenes. <laughs> it's like mostly helicopter scenes. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. If all, every scene the rock's in is a helicopter scene, I think. <laughs> oh, except for when he's in the boat at the end. Right. I mean, the, the, the cover art of the movie, he's wearing yeah. the head headset and driving or flying a helicopter so that makes sense uh what year was alex born in 86 so in 2015 she was 21 yeah she was hot in this movie i had to do the math <laughs> so she was born in 86 uh, she's our age so yeah she, yeah she's good yeah uh, uh, just double checking <laughs> <laughs> She, she's like uh with um Mr. Fantastic for half the first cup half of first act of the movie I want to say Mr. Fantastic plays her stepdad or mom's boyfriend or something and then he turns out to be a, an asshole and like leaves her in the parking garage who Paul Giamatti No I'm joking <laughs> Paul Giamatti's a good guy in this movie for the first time <laughs> Oh my goodness <laughs> Uh, but I'm this was a fun movie. It's like uh, the day after tomorrow or something, like those big disaster movies. It kind mm-hmm. of fits with those, and I think they did a pretty good job. I think the cast really, like, yeah, drove it this movie. It could have been a to... shit movie, but they've got a pretty good, decent cast to carry mm-hmm. and make you care about this. Yeah, you started to care like them trying to like escape this whole San Andreas vault disaster and. They did about everything you could do with an earthquake. They had like buildings falling, they had floods and big waves. Like they they covered it all. People hanging from rocks, like <laughs> needing yeah. to be helped. <laughs> the dude from Green Arrows in it, Colton, the one, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's in like one scene and yeah, the Red Arrow. He's like fourth on the bill list. Yeah, he's in the first scene, and then I they never mention him, or we don't ever see him again <laughs> throughout the whole movie. Yeah, they paid him a lot of money. I kept waiting to for not, him to show up, not be in the movie. <laughs> he like saves the first character before they even the earthquakes start happening, and then bye, we don't need you anymore. All right, then we got Central Intelligence, which I have not seen. I want to see. It's fantastic. I do have it on the Plex server. Okay, I'll have to um, check it out. Me and my wife watched it, kind of one of those uh, movies that uh, we heard really good things about because of like the cast in it. I, I don't think it was a, a per se rock movie that we decided to watch it for. I think we were like putting together a playlist and we decided that we were going to watch something that somebody was in and this happened to the movie. We're like, oh, Kevin Hart in The Rock, we might as well take a look at it. Um, Jason Bateman is in it. He's fantastic. Uh, you have uh, Danielle Nicolet, who's also in The Flash. Uh, Aaron Paul, if you guys are familiar with him, I know you guys are. You love him. And that, bitch. Um, yeah, bitch. <laughs> I don't get that reference because I'm not seeing that TV series. That pains me. That's kind of his catchphrase. Yeah, uh, Kumal Nanjiani is in it as a. Oh, he's in it. Yeah, he's an airport cool. security guard. Imagine that. <laughs> and then he's in the new Marvel movie that just came out. Oh yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Did you know that that new Marvel movie has sex? Oh, <gasps> the, the sex. sex? That doesn't exist in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> I know. I saw an article about it. They're like, this movie has 
sex in it. I was like, I did see that art, maybe that same article where the director had to like fight to keep the scene in yeah. or something. He's like, these are human, not really humans, but they still do the things. They just fight bad guys. So yeah, this anyways, this movie's uh pretty fun. There's almost like it uh you have a like because this is a CIA, you have someone who is super cool. Oh yeah. In high school, and then you have like a big fat tubby Bob Stone. Who okay. Kevin Hart's like the tech guy, mm-hmm. I'm assuming. He's the accountant, I believe. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and uh so he doesn't work for the FBI, but the Dwayne, the Rock Johnson, Hard Johnson, Bob Stone. <laughs> Can't imagine that Bob Stone Rock get it. Uh, he um, he is in the CIA and he's you know used to be like a, a tubby loser, mm-hmm. and now he's like rock hard, but it's super insecure. And it's still I think it's really funny. It's definitely worth checking out. I wouldn't say it's like up there and like oh my god it's so good. I like The Rock and Kevin Hart's relationship like they seem like they get along in mm-hmm. real life and have good chemistry so they do yeah. yeah they've worked together a lot so yeah it is a it, i think it's a really good film it's not as good as the other movie he made in 2016 uh but i think it's a pretty good film comedy wise one of kevin hart's better films i think um and i'm not a big fan of like the kid movies if you make a, a comedy with a kid i don't i don't give a shit about it i'm not gonna watch mm, it right uh, this is just up there on the list. It's it kind of it's kind of like stupid funny, like Melissa McCarthy stupid funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're you know in the mood for something like that, definitely worth watching. Uh, and before we drop in another beer, we're to talk about the other 2016 film that would be Moana uh, that came out, mm-hmm. and our favorite direct or uh, composer wrote the music for this one. Yeah, great music in this. I love Moana. Uh, Moana Moana is probably my favorite of the recent Disney mm-hmm. movies. It's a good mm-hmm. one. The music's great, and the story is very cool too. Yeah, and I, I like the Rock's character and that girl who's like that plays Moana is like sixteen, and she does a fantastic job just being like her first anything she's ever done. So yeah. you root yeah. for yeah. her like the whole movie yeah. because her family is like trying to hold her back from trying to figure out this what's happened with the stone and like why they stopped. Uh, do whatever they're on the boats while they quit doing that. And, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, she's very determined to put the heart back to, to feet or give the heart back to, to yeah, feet. It's like this blob taking over every, the yeah, the big world. like lava blob thing. Hmm. Uh, but L- frozen gets all the love, but Moana is definitely a better movie. Oh, I absolutely 100% agree. Well, there's a lot of love for Moana. I, there it, is, it's but there's there. not a Moana too. <laughs> True. And uh, like people sing "Let It Go" all the time, nobody's singing. My name is Moana. Uh, I was gonna say the, the, the girls woman. when we we watch this one at school. I hear them all singing it. They all well, know of course, it. like so. it, it's catchy. Yeah, the... yeah. Do you think it has anything to do with people of color and like white probably? And, you know, watching here's an all white cast. You know for yeah. my kids to watch we're not going to watch something about you know brown people in pacific it. islanders or whatever yeah who knows yeah. racism it's exists it's good theory uh, i have yet to see it so i can't tell you if it's just better than frozen or not i've not seen frozen either so i couldn't tell you They're, frozen's fine yeah. Moana's just better it's not a story to frozen it's not that exciting <laughs> I mean, it's all yeah. right but 
It's all but about the music. Kristen the music's good. Bell. Yeah, I like Kristen Bell. Like she's, she's an amazing good, singer. Yeah. Always see her, her singing it. She plays <laughs> and um, the wickedly ten talented. Yeah. Adele Dazeem. <laughs> <laughs> Let we we have a lot more beer left, but we're just gonna probably do one more just to round it out. Round it out. Chili water. For us, and then whatever Keith has left. All right, we got our final beer of the episode. Well, I think Duke and I are the only ones that actually have this beer, so we'll get through this quickly. This is from Chili Water, which I think this is the first time we've ever mentioned that name. But that is an Indianapolis brewery. Down in Fountain Square. um, They don't... As far as I know, they don't can a ton. I, I've really never seen anything in cans. Uh, I only have this one because uh, Dustin got it for me. I think they have like four of them. Maybe. The, the Lime like, Ranchero was one of them that I saw recently. I was thinking like maybe they do them seasonally. So they have like one a season and this is just happens to be the fall season. Is there Oktoberfest? Maybe. I don't know. I, uh, I, but Yeah, I think that's the case. But I think they have three... And then one, like three regulars and then one seasonal, because I've only yeah. ever seen like the basic three ones that they have, which just so happens to be the three that they always have on tap. And there's not a mm-hmm. whole lot there. It's not too exciting. It does. It's not a big yeah. enough draw for me to go there. I've been there once and it's a cool looking place. I like their like they have like a records on the wall and like different artists like Elvis and like paintings and portraits or whatever on the wall and it's it's pretty cool that way but yeah they don't really make new beers it's like they have this lineup of beers that they so if once you've tried them all there's no nothing really to draw you back in there but it's it's a cool stylized place i don't know if i said if it, i don't know if i said this or not it's 15 5.9 abv is the only information that i have but the can says 5.8 abv so even that information i wrote down is wrong <laughs> the, the uh, lights there you go. Yeah, it's hard to see it. His would like be better. Yeah. The sticker has like it form factor has this little like diamond shape that it's not just a yeah. flat sticker. It's yeah. got a shape to it. Awesome. And it has but to it, do with the fact that they used the diamonds for the design because of the Oktoberfest and so yeah, they just the, blew that up as a Yeah, we've got those diamonds from mm-hmm. the Oktoberfest flag or whatever. Um, it's very German looking. Uh, I like the fonts and the colors, but yeah, not much to it. It's just uh, pretty standard. As far as the beer goes, I guess we can smell it and see if it smells anything like the previous couple. It's slightly more pungent than the Rheingeist. Mm-hmm. I didn't drink enough to actually swirl it. So The, the can is pretty pedestrian. I don't really smell anything out of the can. Um, Just getting some of the malts out of the can. Yeah, I have like a salty smell in my hands because I just got done eating pretzels. <laughs> um, but I do smell something like a definitely Germany malty, something like a spring watery smell. Mm-hmm. Um, not not too bready, not too toasty. It's the smell is pretty pedestrian. Yeah, let's go ahead. And, well, I guess we should mention the color. Yeah. I think it. It is. It's darker than yeah. the Ryan guys. It's about the same color as what we had for the first beer yeah. that we had, the fifteen or so. 
15. If you want to switch it up, I'm going to say it is 16. Maybe it's light, darker. It's hard to tell at this point. Yeah. But we can stick with 15. It's pro- probably about the same, which is the Link sword. Yeah. Or, I mean, it really could go as low as the Morph Ball if we're... Yeah. If we really tried at 13. Which I think was, it is maybe slightly lighter. Yeah, which is the color that Keith had for the Mad Anthony one. Well, uh, well, the one he was expecting. We ended up with Blanca shorts, I believe. We could say it's the Ben Grimm's... Ben Grimm's white tighties. <laughs> get something different. <laughs> it's not white. Oh, that's true. I was like, what? The head is. Not white. Um, that's true. The flavor is a little bit different. Um, I'm going to say it's slightly more yeah. flavorful than the Rhine guys, slightly less than the Primeval. I'd probably go right in between. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely not as creamy as the Primeval one. It is just as smooth. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit more of like a burn to it. Yeah, I was going to say there's like a little bit on the back end, like yeah. more bitter, more. Yeah, there's something. Uh, that's it doesn't go down as right. like smooth. Right, the upfront flavor is smooth, but it's yeah. more roasty flavor more so right. than it's not a burn. It's not like alcohol burn or anything. But there's definitely something on the back end that gives it a little smooth bit. Smooth is probably a poor choice of words because it is smooth, but it it's like yeah, it, the follow through is a little, it, I don't know like a little bitter on the back end, so it mm-hmm. it leaves you kind of going nah, nah, nah. yeah for sure. Untapped, you yes. guys? Out of 45 total rankings. I guess we should mention, uh, I don't know if this was recorded, but we talked about it. There are like four different ones from Chili Water on Untapped that are called Oktoberfest. This is under Oktoberfest Lager is the one we are looking at. And it has 45 total check-ins and 41 ratings. And it comes in at a 3.77. And out of friends we have allison has had this and i have james r i think he's one of the new friends that i've picked up recently yeah he's been on mine for a couple years now yeah i like him because he's got the donkey kong yeah yeah the little mario Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i'm a dumb and i checked it in on the other one but my my wife did it right on this one i guess you might be right, as far as I know. <laughs> yeah, everyone's checking in this one. The pictures look like they're checking in this one. Uh, Sergeant S says, light-bodied and smooth with a deep, multi-backbone aftertastes. Dot. Mix of sweet, earthy, comma, sweetness recedes quickly, making for earthy final taste. Four. Should probably learn more punctuation and probably complete sentences there. <laughs> <laughs> Tom S. says, nicely brewed with multi-balanced, sweet flavor, yet crisp and smooth. Prost. A lot of blanks. These are my kind of people. Ron Yu mm-hmm. says, great, smooth, multi-Octoberfest to go with Chipotle for dinner. He, he gave a Pales pairing. Nice. Haven't had one of those in a while. No, that's true. I don't know what cheese to eat anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry I'm slacking. <laughs> or nuts. Some German cheese, <laughs> yeah, with this beer. Yeah. I'm thinking something like a, I don't know, maybe spicy or a Bavarian a soft Bavarian. pretzel. Ooh, <laughs> that would be awesome. Do you have any cashews? 
I think it would go well with cashews. I love cashews. I know. That's why you would say it. Um, all right. I'm just going to go <laughs> ahead and <laughs> I misplaced this one, clearly. I put it under a different one. I gave it a 375. Uh, it's it's not as like creamy as the other one, but it's still better than the uh, the Franz. Uh, this one has a little bit of a, like a, I guess a more complete profile to it, where it's I don't know it tastes like an Oktoberfest beer to me. And earlier in this episode, Saf said that like his baseline for good Marzins are like. A four. I think my baseline is kind of like a three seventy five or a three fifty. So this one is like right there. It's a good flavor. This is what I expect when I say, "Hey, give me an Oktoberfest." So I, I guess I can't really complain too much about it. So I think I'll just keep that rating. Yeah, I want to hold your hand on this one. So Ooh. <laughs> I also gave it a three seventy five, and I said it's a, uh, it's a really good Oktoberfest, but there's like this slightly bitter or toasty aftertaste that just makes me not want to pick it back up as Mm -hmm. much as previous ones so that's the reason it's it's not a four for me but it is good it is definitely better than like the average uh bear uh whatever you get from the (laughs) like a (laughs) mass-produced oktoberfest yeah absolutely yeah Mm -hmm. you definitely tell that they put some time into this versus you know a mass production type thing. Speaking of mass produced, let's get back to the rock movies. (laughs) (laughs) The final nine. Uh, And these are not ranked. These are just the the latest nine movies we decided to put on this list. And we already talked about the fate of the furious. So we can kind of just go ahead and skip ahead to the Baywatch. Oh my gosh. We've, we've we've mentioned because Alexandria Daddario or whatever her face is. Who's Mm. also in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what's his name? Zach Efron. Zach Efron. Mm-hmm. There's like yeah. another blonde in there too, just to kind of make it like a it's a remake of Baywatch. Yeah. It's like a, it's kind of like the uh, a very Brady sequel or whatever <laughs> version of Baywatch. <laughs> it's like there's sort a of... remake of this. I never saw it. Uh, the Priyanka Chopra Jonas. I don't remember her full name. I'm pretty sure it's just Priyanka Chopra. She's in it as like the bad guy. And then you have, I guess, the Kelly uh, Rohrbach as CJ Parker would be like your stereotypical blonde in here. Uh, but they did have, like, I mean, the cast is like pretty like good. Uh, they worked well together, uh, you know, doing the stuff, I guess. <laughs> The movie's bad. It's not that good of a movie. No, but it's... I, f- I figured it's all about the visuals with this movie. So yeah. So you have it's like, kind of funny, I guess. Yeah, I mean, there's parts of it, right? So you have right, this yeah. like overweight, out of shape, like loser guy who uh, wants to be. Uh, it, I guess in the the poster he's fat and he's like it shows that he's fat like, but if you look at him now he's not fat, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. how it goes you know yeah, uh, but you know you have this guy who tries to you know be in it and Dwayne's already in it and like he sees I guess the Baywatch people and he's with Hannibal Burris and he's trying to get into um, the 
the the tryouts, I guess. Zach Efron is not quite in there yet, and he sees a couple of the ladies. He's like, "What's up, ladies?" Like, it's all stupid. Yeah, but it's I mean, for what it is, it's it definitely is a movie definitely worth checking out. Um, for the simple fact of like eye candy, if you will. But if you're looking for like a quality movie to sit down and enjoy, this is not it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, hundred percent serious. If you if you're just looking for something to like, if you're flipping through and this is on, it's definitely worth watching because, uh, like, I have a huge like celebrity crush on Alexander Daddario. But like, other than that, it's not really not like anything. But it's like worth mentioning that I've seen. But it's like, yeah, okay. I saw it moving on, you know, mm-hmm. um, which follows up in the movie. He did three films in the 2017, pretty active, pretty busy. I think the best film of 2017 would have to be welcome to the jungle. Jumanji. Um, it, Keith has zero on this one. You zero views. Watch it. Watch it. <laughs> it's watch, on the Plex. Watch it. Yeah, it is. It's it on is. the Plex. Yeah. Right, watch, let's wrap this up. To, I'll go watch it. <laughs> yeah. Wa- welcome to the jungle and the next level. No, we're not wrapping this shit up. We're going forever. <laughs> All night long. Uh, the Jumanji, like Welcome to the Jungle, is fantastic. It. I think that. I think that it might be better than the original. That's my fear. Oh, yeah. really? That's yeah. my fear. Yeah, the original is good, but it doesn't. It didn't age well. Like if you watch it now it's not s- as good. I've seen the original like 25 times. Yeah. Probably. But mean, it's, concept, a, it's a 90s movie. So, but I mean, the con- yeah, the concept of Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, is way different than what um, Jumanji was. Right, right, right. So it's... It, it's a I guess modernized it's a, take on it. Yeah, so. for sure. It's not a remake. It's not... It's not a replacing. It's uh, it's kind of like a this Shumaji thing just happens to you too, and it's more of like a video game thing instead of a like a board game thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So definitely worth watching. I would say watch it for sure. Like instead uh, of the jungle coming to, like the first one, the jungle was coming into the real world. Yeah. Like you are actually going into the jungle now, and you're taking yeah. over as an avatar. Of, and of, yeah. yeah. I, I, you, I know the yeah, premise of it. Yeah, I saw it that you get yeah. they become avatars and yeah, that's yeah. what's the whole funny part. Yeah, the yeah. abilities are really funny. Like seeing like what everybody's specialty was, what, who was good at what, and yeah. They, yeah, it's it's really it's a really good movie for sure. Yeah, I would definitely watch it. Um, moving on to 2018, there's only two films in this one. We have the epic letdown of Skyscraper, which I would say it's an epic letdown because I picked it in my top 10 of my <laughs> summer movie wager, and it yes. didn't even get top 10. That hurt quite a bit. Like Book Club, I expected that one, and it didn't happen. Uh, no, for, yes. for what it's worth, it's an action film movie that has some critical you know, acclaim to it. But at the end of the day, it's just another throwaway action film with a subpar plot, um, but, you know, has decent action in it. It probably doesn't have a whole lot of ratings anyways. The better yeah. film of 2018 would have to be Rampage, and that wasn't even that great of a movie. Right, yeah. 
I love the video game, and that's why this is on my list of things to watch. But yeah, that's how long I wait to watch a movie. It's like, yeah, I'll add that one to the watch list. Here we are, three years later. I still haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, and that's. I mean, we watched it during the pandemic. We were just going through movies because we didn't have anything else to do. Uh, so yeah, we watched it. I thought it was okay. They, I mean, the premise of the movie is similar to the the video game. Uh, but it's kind of like in the video game, they intentionally did these things that, you know, with the giving the, the animals, the, uh, whatever toxin or poison or whatever that made him fuck huge. The, uh, video game was more of like an ax or the movie was more of an accident. Mm -hmm. So, um, I don't know. It, it seemed like, um. It seemed very Godzilla y. Yeah. Where you feel for the monkey uh, in that sense. I'd definitely say watch it. I mean, the cast I thought was kind of weak. Um, definitely think the movie, you know, The Rock, the, the albino ape, and then like yeah. the doctor, like those three really. No, kind of. Yeah, Naomi Harris. They yeah. they're basically like in the like you know the focal point of the movie. Everybody else is kind of like on the side, and which is which is really weird because you have people like Jeffrey Dean Morgan in this. You have Joe uh, Mangalelio Man, or whatever. Manganiello. Yeah, yeah. Malin Ackerman, like she's from Watchmen. Yeah. So you have people. I mean, you have, yeah, like there's some pretty good actors that just, you know, they just read it, written it to like fo focus on just a couple characters only. Yeah. Is uh, the focus on the animals then mostly? Yeah. You, I oh, think, yeah. I think Instead of the, the actors then, so. Yeah. I mean, granted, it probably was a <clears throat> low budget film. Yeah. And so like you used up your money on you know, whatever you can get. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. CGI, pretty much. But I don't know. I, at the end of the day, it definitely is something that is worth watching. But it's def also not something that like was show stopping. And I'm glad I didn't pick it in my mo movie wager because I just it just wasn't like superbly like must watch. Yeah. But still, I, I still think it was worth watching, especially in 2018. Like it was way better than Skyscraper. I thought Skyscraper was a piece of trash based on the, based on the trailer and based on how well it did in the the summer movie wager. I think the summer movie wager forced me not to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was very depressing that it did so bad. Uh, I don't even know. It wasn't even top 15. I don't feel like. Yeah, I don't even. I don't even know where it landed. Like it wasn't even worth it to me to look. Yeah, it was awful. All right, that moves us on to 2019. Uh, he had three films in 2019. Uh, I don't know if these are in order of release, but he did have a movie, Fighting With My Family. None of us watched it. Apparently, it was like a, a group of, like a household of adoptees who were into wrestling and because he was a wrestler, I think it was a, like all adoptees. They didn't like when I went see a trailer, I didn't see anybody who looked anything familiar. Mm. This um, wasn't a Disney movie. Was it? No, 
No, uh, it wasn't. That one was about a female wrestler. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was directed by uh, Stephen Merchant. Ah. Uh, and uh, so you have Dwayne Johnson, and Lena Hetty was the mother, and she's um, the Cersei in the fucking Game of Thrones. Yep. You have Nick Frost in it because Stephen Merchant. So of course you're gonna have Nick Frost in it. Vince Vaughn is in it, and you have a bunch of, like, wrestlers making their appearance in it, in here. But, like, other than those names, I couldn't really tell you. Florence Poe, I thought she was in... uh, She's in Black Widow. Yeah, Black Widow. Yeah, she's in this. And then there's a bunch of, like, no-name people. I have no fucking clue. Maybe Simon Pegg should have been in this, and maybe I would go see it. (laughs) Or Ricky Gervais, if his buddy Stephen Merchant's writing and producing this thing. But, yeah, it's just a bunch of, like, weird, like, no-name, like, people. And it's, like, like family, I guess, fighting fighting with my family. They're not really actual family. I guess I got that wrong. But I guess Paige is in it, like a, a wrestler Paige, who's also, uh, I don't know. None of these names make sense. I have no fucking clue who any of these people are. So, I, there you go. I don't know either. So that's enough time I would like to spend on it since none of us yep. actually watched that's it. Way too much time. That was way too much time. <laughs> that honestly was way too much time. Yeah, that All was right. about five, six minutes too long. Yeah, it was. I think yeah, clearly. And I think I talked about it for four minutes, so you're right. <laughs> uh, Fast and the Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. We talked about this mm-hmm. uh in great lengths with the Fast and the Furious movies, but this is actually a way better movie than Fast and the Furious, in my opinion. Definitely worth checking out him and uh, Bald Face McGee. He's, you know, whatever his name is, Jason Stratham. Stratham? Yeah, Statham. Statham. It's definitely Statham. worth Statham. Definitely worth checking out. Uh, Idris Elba is a bad guy. Perfect. Like, this film is amazing. If you guys haven't seen it, just watch it. Like, 100% watch it. Yep. Uh, it's on your list, I know. I know. We'll do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jumanji, the next level. This is the follow up to. The Welcome to the Jungle. Uh, this one is hilarious because you have Danny DeVito and uh, Danny Glover, who are grandparents to mm-hmm. the people in the thing, and they get sucked into the video game, and they're like, "Oh shit! <laughs> oh, I can move!" Yo. And they're like, <laughs> they're like doing the hip movement, like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> it's I remember that from the trailer. So yeah. I figured that was the premise of the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. You got it. There you go. You yeah. figured out the movie. That's great. See, I, so I was, that's why I'm like, why do I bother watching it? Because I know that's the funny part. <laughs> it's and they're going to milk that for all it's worth. To so. watch Kevin Hart act like a 80-year-old man is like the best part of this movie. <laughs> that's It's totally worth watching it just because of Kevin yeah, Hart. For sure. That is for sure. I do. I will say that it, he's definitely like Kevin Hart definitely makes it worth watching those movie. Um, but at the end of the day, if you haven't seen Welcome to the Jungle, it's really hard to, to to tell you to go do the level up or the next level. Uh, and then last movie of the year, he didn't have anything in 2020 because nobody had anything in 2020, but mm-hmm. they had the Jungle Cruise, which Emily Blunt and him in it. And I got a lot of uh, vibes, like Pirates of the Caribbean vibes from it. Yeah, they're definitely trying to get that going. Like, it's also based on a Disney ride, so they're kind of trying to do the same yeah. style. 
And I, I told Allison, like, after we watched this, I'm like, I can see us, like, having, like, rewatchability with this one. But to an extent, like, not, like, Pirates rewatchability, but this one, like, had the elements. And I thought it was, thought it ended well. And I thought everything, like, setting up was good. And I like Jack, Jack Whitehall, um, who's in it. I think they're doing a second one from what I hear. Well, good. Um, I don't know what they would do. Franchise, but. Yeah, the, they pretty much, um, finished the story <laughs> <laughs> they cruised that jungle <laughs> yeah they got it so i don't know i don't know what they're gonna do but i, I, I thought that was fantastic i'd suggest you watch it i honestly i do um the movie like it's like quintessential. yeah it's like quintessential like humorous like comedy rock without his best buddy in the movie because <laughs> right he, uh he's not in kevin hart's not in that movie but <laughs> like uh jet uh jack whitehall is a comedian and he's so good in this um and Emily Blunt is like a pretty good like uh you know uh I can't think of the word like uh co with her with him co-star yeah a co-star but like I meant like supporting like that's oh, I mean. okay. like supporting like she does really well like supporting especially with who her husband is who's f- probably funny all the fucking time Krasinski oh yeah John Krasinski yeah I, I can see him being stupid funny all the time. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so I didn't get a chance to mention this, but uh, I think Jack Black deserves an Oscar for his role in Jumanji. Yeah, <laughs> like the portrayal of that like teenage girl. I think he. Does oh yes. Job in that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's super good, and yeah, with uh, Gamora's sister Nebula. Yes. What's her name? Um, like Karen Gilling. Oh, Karen yeah. Gilling. oh yeah, Ka- yeah. She is super good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's so different than her character in Guardians. Like, yeah, you almost don't even realize they're the same people. I was like, "There's no way this is the same act- actress." And I'm like, "Oh my god, yeah!" If you take the makeup yeah. and stuff away, it's like, it, yeah, it kind of looks. Yeah, can't tell. The take the bald wig <laughs> off. Yeah. I mean, there's some people in this cast who you like. Are you got are you, like? Are you serious? Like movie star? Like, are you are you kidding me? Like Nick Jonas is in this, and he does yeah. really well. Uh, Aquafina is also in this, which is really funny. Yeah, she's in the second one, not the first one. Is she? Yeah, she's not in the first one. She's only in the second. Yeah. One. Mm, are you sure? Because I'm looking at the cast list right now. Casting for Welcome to the Jungle. Mm-hmm. Unless Google just has it like hmm. everyone mixed together. Yeah, she's not in that. Yeah, I can't remember her in the first one. Her, Danny DeVito, and uh, Danny Glover. Danny, Danny Glover. Glover get added for the sex sequel. Mm. What a goddamn lie! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna trust Google less and less every single day. <laughs> Gotta go on them's IMDb's. Yeah, IMDb like six point nine for this movie. I don't, I don't know. By the way, nice, but. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I get that every damn day. Six two nine. Nice. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I had to look up Aquafina. I didn't know what that was. I'm like, why are we talking about water? Oh, she's I hilarious. Never, yeah, no she's idea who that her. is. So yeah. Shang Chi and from her own. Well, it's fine. I looked her series. up. I, 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 yeah, I need to watch that. Nora so. she, from Queens. Uh, she's yeah, a, that, sh- that show's great. I need to watch uh, that. YouTuber. She started off as a YouTuber. She used to do like yeah. raps. Raps. Yeah. Hilarious. Pretty good. 
Uh, so yeah, I think that's it for the rock films. Uh, there, I'm sure there's more to be coming out, but I think like right now, the top of the game for him, other than like the top of the box office because mm. of the name is like Fast and the Furious, or whatever. Uh, but Hobbs and Shaw clearly is like his number one film right now, and then the Jumanji movies. Yeah, are big fan of those that franchise. Yeah, and if they come out with any more Moanas, I'm excited to hear mm-hmm. about that. Even though I haven't seen it yet, I, just, I know the the story about it. Uh, but but we'll see a Moana Little Mermaid crossover. Oh my god, I mean, oh. I don't know if that'd be good, but all right, let's go. You can. <laughs> it makes sense. We should write that one. <laughs> yeah, that'd be after Leprechaun after Seven. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh. All right, I'm done. <laughs> yes. So we have ideas we're, we'll, for future Rocktobers. So this is going to be a continuing series. Yeah. I, Pairing yeah. Oktoberfest beers with rock films. Oh, yeah. They go hand in hand. We have to have like a watch along. Get you guys to, get you guys to watch Jungle Cruise or something. I do want to see it. Ooh, that'd be fun to I do. just have it. Watch, watch along. Yeah. yeah we have yeah, a, yeah. a react. We gotta do a Doom. Uh, that would be good with Doom as well. Yeah, Doom. Uh, yeah, a Doom React. Let's go. Instant reactions. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So stay tuned for future Rocktober's. Yeah, great idea, Until... Pale Jesus. Yeah. Who? I, didn't even, I thought you guys were just like, eh, Pale idea. Just <laughs> put it on the back burner. Uh. No. There's so many ideas, they all get put on the back burner, and they, they, they get used eventually. Yeah, just yeah. like, oh, pale, keep an idea, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, until next time. Drink, drink up, up and, and rock, rock on. on. <laughs> rock on. Cock out. Flaccid <laughs> cock. Flaccid, Flaccid penis. Flaccid. <laughs> <Damn. laughs>